previously on the Simon and Ross podcast. And they put Luke, a young Luke, on there. And sometimes I feel like I feel like the face is like a millisecond behind the rest of them. The, it just seems it looks. It makes me feel very nervous <laughs> and very uncomfortable. And uh, yeah. the, the, the way their mouth moves when they're talking, it's just a little bit fucking. It's the kind of shit that they've got in cafes in Japan, like uh, <laughs> serving you serving you McDonald's. It's just a little bit weird. It's like it's a little bit nervous. Which, ca- which cafe in Japan can you be served by Luke Skywalker? Can you let me know? <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I love that. Uh, right, okay. I'm, I found this one really difficult to give a clue, okay? Um, and I don't know whether this clue is just going to, again, just give it away like that. It depends if you're a fan of the film and if you if, if you can recall it, all right? Um, but all I'm going to say, and I've reckon, I think this clue is too easy. I'm just going to hit you with it. Right. I'm just going to say the actress name Rita Hayworth. Oh, uh, Gone with the Wind. She's not in the film. <laughs> All right, okay. That's just a clue. Rita oh, Hayworth. Yeah. Rita Hayworth. Um, <laughs> oh. Keep it audible. <laughs> well, that's I'm impressed then because my clue is obviously not giving. Yeah, you that. no. It, it, that obvious one as well because I don't know what this is. It's, it's just it's just eluding me. Right. Okay. So here's the next clue then. Right. <laughs> okay. Rita Hayworth got replaced with Raquel Welsh. <laughs> the mummy. <laughs> Ross has given up. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Uh, Raquel, Raquel Welsh, Raquel Welsh. I, I, I want to say the hundred feet woman. Well, that is that is technically correct because that does appear in this film. But I'll give you another clue. But it's in, <laughs> it's in oh. real cryptic. This is, isn't it? All right. Yeah, so the hundred foot woman, right, in paper form, in the form of a poster. <laughs> Have you got it, Simon? Have you got yeah. it? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. i got it. Go have, on, you got, have, have you got any more clues for Ross? Or oh, is that any, oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the last scene, Ross, okay, is two men on a beach. And yes, got it. Got it. <laughs> Should we say it at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Okay. Three, Three, two, two one. one. The Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Absolutely. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Bloody hell, I fucking watched that two weeks ago as well. Yeah, cracking film. Cracking film. I, th- I, I, th- I, I, Rita, I, that's exactly why Rita Hayward was <laughs> fucking bouncing around as well. That's exactly why it was. So I was like, fucking hell, I've seen something recently that I know what this is. <laughs> I, I've, I've got, I think it didn't it come out in 92, 93. So it's, it's been a, around for quite a while. Yeah, and it didn't make a big hit, did it? It really the, didn't at all. Office. No, it really but... didn't. I, I saw it for the last the first time last year. Really? We, it, wow. It's just one of them films that skips you by. Yeah. And yeah. everyone says it's I don't really know how good. it skips you by because it's on all the no, time. I know. Well, oh, 
yeah. Staggering, isn't it? I um I first watched it on th- just terrestrial TV channel four, just random one evening. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll give this a go, and I was yeah. absolutely glued to it. You know, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, what what a film! What a film! What a story! As well. There's a really cool, um, again, sort of slightly nerdy bit of, um, well, have you have you seen Castle Rock? The no. series. No, so, no. so, so, Castle Rock is. Um, so I'm a big Stephen King fan. Obviously, Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King story without actually being yeah. a book. Without being a book. Yeah. Like Stand by Me is, and um, so Castle Rock is a series. There's been two of them now, and it's like uh, it's it's a, a mix of lots of different characters that are featured in Stephen King books and films, um, that all come together in a series. So the first season starts in Shawshank Redemption. It's no, it doesn't. It starts in Shawshank Prison. Uh, okay. And you hear a lot. And if you're a Stephen King fan, because like the Star Wars is its own universe. It's the same yeah. with Stephen King. It's its own universe. And there's lots of different references to different characters and different stories without directly being, you know, about Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 the point I'm getting at is um, in the second season of Castle Rock. Um, uh, what's the guy called who played um, Andy? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim, Tim Robbins. So Tim Robbins um, takes one of the lead parts in the second season. Now he's not Andy. Oh, okay. He plays a dad of uh, he he he, he's, he was in the army and he brings a load of um, Somali refugees back to the town of Castle Rock, right? Prior to the story starting, and he grows up and he's, a, he's an alcoholic and he runs a um, like a, a pawn shop. Not Emmanuel, think like you know. Lost and, interest uh, immediately. <laughs> and and basically, there's a scene. There's a scene when um, they know that some something fucked up is going on in the town of Castle Rock. It also stars Bill Skarsgård as well. Right. Is it Bill who played Pennywise? Yeah. 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 So he's in it. Um, and they realise that something originated underneath Shawshank Prison. So in one of the last scenes in at the end of season two, Tim Robbins goes to Shawshank, and it's quite compelling, you know, having watched Shawshank again recently and seeing Tim Robbins as Andy being in Shawshank, and then Tim Robbins going back to Shawshank so many years later in a different context was quite interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good job I've got nothing to do because I'm going to have to watch that as well now. <laughs> well, it, yeah, Castle Rock. You can you don't need to watch the first season to watch the second one. They're both different stories, right? Okay. Uh, okay. But the the they're, they're, they're both set. They are both two diff, completely different stories, both set in the town of Castle Rock. Nice. nice. And you'll you'll hear like you know you'll you'll hear references to certain things like. You know, you'll hear and you'll see a news story on the telly about the Torrance family and the Overlook Hotel, and you know that's the reference to The Shining. And you'll uh, just okay. the more you know about Stephen King, the more enjoyable an experience it is because you can pick up lots of different nice. references. Yeah. You know, but no, I, but no, Shawshank Redemption didn't make a dent in anything at the time, did it? When it was out, uh, no, it, it, was, it just uh, did, didn't. I, and I think over over years, everyone has come to like it. Um, yeah. And no, it's. It, 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 it very very much in the same vein as the Green Mile as well. It just yeah, yeah, it just yeah. gets you. It does. you. You can't help it. You know, it, it, you just you can't help it. 
Um, yeah. It just gets you completely. And it, it's, uh, again, going back to Rogue One, you, it's over a very short space of time. You really, really care for the, for the characters in it. Yeah. Um, and and it, it sort of end, it ends perfectly as well. Um, yes. It, it, oh, it, it does. It's such a great ending, isn't it? It couldn't have ended any better. <laughs> yeah, no. and I think if it didn't end like that, I think it wouldn't be as revered as it as it is now. Totally, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah. It didn't need anything else, and it was just the right amount of hope and glory at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Ian, what's your opinion on the Phantom Menace? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a bit scared, Ross, that you're going to say that you liked it, you know? Um, I, I think it's all to do with the age in which it, you were when it was released, because you... Well, you see, I, I mean, uh, being a huge Star Wars fan, okay, when the news of The Phantom Menace came out that it was going to be released, and obviously you're talking about a large, large gap here, aren't you, of time yeah. before us. It's not like nowadays when we've had lots of, you know, reruns of Star Wars, different makes uh, and, and redos of the film, etc. Uh, extra stuff put in. So the, the gap hasn't been as long. So when me and Simon were waiting for this new film to come out, because we're a bit older than you, I would imagine, Ross, <laughs> it was just like, oh, it's a fi- 15 film. years waiting yeah, for something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. And, and from Return of the Jedi, which, you know, is a fantastic film as well in its own right. Not quite Empire, but it's a fantastic film in its own right. So, I, I would say, though, emotionally, Return of the Jedi gets me more than Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, even though I prefer Empire Strikes Back, the, the, the last 45 minutes of Return of the Jedi, there are times when I've been in tears. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, because it's, it's such a great ending to everything as yeah. well. You know? well it, it's the um, bit where they're fighting and uh, Andy says... You know, if perhaps you won't turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. And it's just like, <laughs> and he chases after him like that with his lightsaber. And the music yeah. goes, <laughs> he's like, oh, come on, come on. This is the best film ever. I forgot about the Ewoks already. He's just, just yeah, come on. You know, just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> Little furballs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, we'd gone from that and you think, you know, I just so wanted to like whatever was coming, you know, and there was no references to, to, you know, to, to, it was a clean slate, wasn't it? You know, and, and so it, it came along and then as soon as Jar Jar Binks appeared on screen, it started to go downhill for me. I mean, it was pretty awful on it at points, but there were other things that, that give you some hope. And the, the visual yeah. I can remember was Anakin as a little boy and there's a shot where he turns and his shadow casts on a wall and it looks like Darth's helmet, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I used to have that as a thousand-piece jigsaw on my wall, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there were little bits where you think, yes, this could be cool. It's on, you know, it could be moving forward. And then, obviously, Attack of the Clones came out. Oh. That is dog shit. And it got worse, didn't it? You know, and Revenge of the Sith is the is the worst. It, it was the best out of the worst bunch, really, wasn't it? Revenge of the Sith was, you know, was mildly entertaining, kind of, you know, well, saved I, a bit. I, but... I, I think a little bit like the recent Hobbit films that came out. I think really it probably would have been better as one film. Yeah, you know, the prequels essentially could have been one 
that very amazing film with all the shit cut out of it. Yeah. Um, I, I think The Phantom Menace was quite good. And it's like, like Ian was saying, I think the fact that we were starved of any Star Wars for yeah, 15 exactly. years, anything, you know, I, I wouldn't describe it as dog shit, but if they would put dog shit up with Star Wars logo on it, would have probably gone mad for it. And and we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I only, I mean, at the time, I wouldn't have admitted that I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was that great. You know, I, I wouldn't have admitted that. No. Just being a Star Wars, you know, big fan, I, I just said, yeah, I loved it. It was the best thing ever. And, you know, it came out as soon as I was cheering. And then you, you sort of five years later, you think, what the hell was that Jar Jar Binks? What were they thinking? <laughs> Miss, I love you, Annie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's nice. Yours are sure be pony. But I, I think, unfortunately, I think Phantom Menace probably probably was the better of the three as a yeah. film. I think just Revenge of the Sith kind of was a bit more satisfying to an extent. Mm. Um, I, I think I think the poor guy Hayden Christensen got the brunt of it all. I don't think he's a terrible actor. I think he's working with an absolutely shocking script. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because really, um, what's her name? Um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman is a good actor, but you wouldn't, uh, yeah. you wouldn't really know that from the Star Wars films. Like Keanu Reeves in no, his entire back no. catalogue. <laughs> Good actor in shit. There's a good actor in there somewhere. One of the films being Heat, of course. Yeah. uh, She was in that. She played Al Pacino's stepdaughter. Oh, yes, that's Mm, right. She's she's the one that... She's in the bath, isn't she, near the end? That's right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And and Leon, of course. Yeah, Yeah, Leon. (laughs) Not the pig farmer. Um, So, yeah, so um, Shawshank, getting back to... (laughs) Uh, was that, that was the number two, right? We 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 have a lot of tangents. We, there is a lot of tangents in this show. It, it, it's based on <laughs> tangents. If we were to rename it now, it'd be the Tangent Show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I put Shawshank above Empire Strikes Back, and there's one, of course, that's going to go above two of those. You know? Yeah. I, right. I mean, it's your list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't judge me, Star Wars fans. I, I wouldn't have done that, but you know, no, it's no, your okay. list. <laughs> I, I, I would have done that. Yeah. yeah well, was was Empire Strikes Back your number one, Simon, or was it Return of the Jedi? Number, number two. Number two. So you went Return of the Jedi, then Empire. Uh, no, no, no. Because uh, I, I put the same rules on ourselves as I put to you. Ah, I, okay. what, we weren't, uh, you know, because it, it could have been five Star Wars films quite easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, we, that's, we, it, that's it. I mean, I put one in. I feel like I put the best one in, you know. <laughs> yeah, you did. But, um, you did. but Shawshank for me emotionally, it just tips it in terms of the story. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was phenomenal, um, and and completely out of the blue as well. I watched it on Channel Four one Friday night. Yeah. You know, and and I think sometimes the best films that you watch that are completely unexpected, and they turn out to be incredible. You know, yeah. that was that. That was it. It yeah. makes it even more satisfying when you sort of find it, doesn't it? Well, it's like your own little universe, isn't it? You know, you, mm. you found that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, Ross doesn't like this, but if someone will recommend a film to me and say, this is the best film, you, you with your sense of humor, or you liking, <laughs> you liking Star Wars, or you liking this, you would love this film. And 
I, I tend to stay away from it because people say that I'd like. No, that's it. called Simon. That's called ego. <laughs> <laughs> Moi. Um, but no, I think I refuse I, to watch it because you've made a judgment on what you think I would like. I think there's some of that, but I, but I, I'm like Ian. I like to find films, and you know, the, uh, certainly when when I was growing up, and it, like you said, Channel Four, Channel Four was like this weird new discovery when it first came out. Now I just got a black and white TV in my room, um, and I was watching all these things on Channel Four that my mum and dad weren't watching because they didn't watch Channel 4 because it they, they didn't like the sort of stuff that was on it, apart from Countdown, obviously. Um, but, you know, um, but everything else, you know, there was a lot of stuff on there that I would not have seen if it wasn't for Channel 4. And they showed weird stuff and they purposely showed weird stuff. And I was, was it 82, 83? So I was seven or eight when when it first came out. And it was just like this channel that was like made for me just to show weird stuff. I sh- I saw like Brazil, they showed the first week it was on. You know, I I, I wouldn't have watched that normally. Um, Max Headroom was on that night, the comic strip. There was all, all this sort of stuff that was aimed directly at me at that point mm. that my mom and dad weren't watching. So like you say, Channel 4 was a, an absolute goldmine for shit like that. Yeah, totally. Totally. And now there's 733 channels that there's absolutely fuck all on. So, you know, it's all gone full <laughs> circle. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I could, what are you going to think of my top film? Because time for the finale. The great right, well, reveal. We'll do, we'll do a very quick rundown. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, Ian's top five movies. Number five, Enter the Dragon. Number four, Heat. Number three, Empire Strikes Back, episode five. Number two, The Shawshank Redemption. And here we are at number one. Ian's number one film. Okay. Okay, so my number one. And you know when... It's a bit like being a Star Wars fan. When you when you've got a favourite film, it sort of puts you into a bit of a club. And if you know other people like this film as much as you, you know, and this one is like that. There's a little, there's a cult following of this particular film. Okay, um, and um, a good legally blonde. Of- <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, thankfully not legally blonde. It'd be an interesting club, though, wouldn't it? To be in like a cult, legally blonde cult club. Very well dressed. Very, yeah, with handbags and little dogs. Anyway, um, so uh, my friend and work colleague, uh, who I've known since she was 17, young Vicky, uh, Simon, you all know Vicky, she uh, is also in this little club as well. Right. So, Spoiler alert! If you want to get her on, uh, <laughs> well, you just ruined your chances now. Just totally ruined it. Um, so, <laughs> this film came out in the seventies. Okay, now when the reason, okay, I've got I've got to build this up in a big way. This film, the reason that this for me is my number one film is because I think personally is the only film that exists that when you watch it it has a, that much a profound impact on you, you will never, ever feel the same, okay, about doing a certain activity again in your life. 
<laughs> this is this is how profound this film is. Now it might not be like that for everyone, but I would say ninety-five percent of people will never feel the same about this activity once they've seen this film. Yeah, I've got it. You've got it, and you? <laughs> All right. And okay, so Simon, if you've got it, Ross, do you reckon you've got it, mate? No, not yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay. All right. So I've uh, I've drawn this, I've drawn a picture that I'll show you once once I've done yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, this film has got the greatest soundtrack of any <laughs> film ever made. Okay, ever. That's that's in my view. Okay, and the soundtrack can be replicated with two keys on a keyboard. Have you got it yet, Ross? Um, can I ask an additional question? Yeah. Was the soundtrack made by the same person that did the soundtrack for the third film? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Yes, it uh, was. <laughs> <laughs> well, certain parts of it were, yeah. 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 <laughs> but the third film, I just forget that exists, if I'm honest, and that's from the fourth world. Oh, no, sorry. Your third film. Oh, my third film. Ah, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> what, was the what was the third film? Empire. So it's John Williams. It's John yeah. Williams, yeah. Um, so, a, uh, so John Williams did the soundtrack. What else has John Williams done the soundtrack to in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't see anything there. The sea paper. Um, you have to make the shape, Simon. <laughs> I'm just going to fill it in. Just going to fill it in. <laughs> I feel like I should, I should, be, I should already be there. What the fuck's that? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg, perchance. It is Steven Spielberg. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the film that shot him to fame. And that, of course, is the film, the wonderful film, Jules. Correct. Yes. Very Which, good. If you look at, you know, if you look at lots of people's versions of you know top 100 top 50 top 10 top whatever you know jewels always features somewhere but for me it's number one okay and i, I truly believe that statement once you've seen it right anytime yeah. you get in the ocean yeah. okay it doesn't matter if you're you know if you're an olympic swimmer there's always this little seed of doubt <laughs> in your brain but what is in here with me now even great white gone off course <laughs> from south africa <laughs> and ended up in Devon or Cornwall. In Barrow Leisure Centre. <laughs> but that, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Even, even uh, in a swimming bath. Even in a swimming bath. Even in a swimming bath. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, the, you know, when I was four or five learning to swim, yeah. people still talked about Jaws. You know, yeah. bearing in mind it was it was 75 Jaws came out, wasn't it? Yeah. So you're talking sort of seven, eight years later, and people still talked about Jaws. At that point, I'd not seen well, I, I'd not seen it until we talked about it last year, all the way through, which yeah. is scary. But, but I think it's because I was so terrified to watch it because people talked about it so much. Yeah. Anytime you were near any sort of water that people would be in, Jaws was mentioned, yeah. or it was thought about. Yeah, I've I, I've personally never known a film that would affect your everyday behaviour, especially around water. <laughs> exactly. That's 
that's why I think it's such a clever and profound film. And it, like, I've, I've obviously I'm obsessed with the film actually. And there's even a, an Instagram. Um, oh, uh, you called... you made you made us recreate bits of Jaws, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I, didn't I? I played the the. Who's the guy? Oh, what, that, the... that was that was the guy when we were at uh, the conference, wasn't it? With Fuji. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's um there, there's uh, an Instagram uh, uh, fan page for Jaws. Yeah, um and and in lockdown, the last lockdown, they appealed to their their fans to recreate Jaws, the whole film, the whole film, and people filmed every segment. You know, I, obviously bits of it were really crap, but yeah. other bits were just genius. So they'd yeah. make things like a plaster scene and they'd dress up and they made literally the whole film from their fan base on, on Instagram uh, and made the film. So it's called Jaws We Make, um, if anyone wants to see it. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it's really, really great. But that's the thing that, you know, people, people that love Jaws are in that sort of geeky club. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, but if, if I saw it when I was 10 years old, uh, absolutely scared the life out of me. Uh, wouldn't have a bath for weeks, it smelled quite a lot. Um, and um, never, never got in the water again uh, and thought the same, you know? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but, but what, a, what a cracking film as well. And the, the turmoil, okay, that they went through to make that film with the, with the shark not working. The shark's yeah. name was Bruce, uh, the rubber shark. Uh, which is where they got the 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 you know the film Nemo. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, right. Yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 the the clever bits that they had to do to try to steer away from the fact that the shark didn't work half the time, uh, and then the music became the villain. Yeah, and the fin became the villain. You know, which actually, through default, works so much works better. Works so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't uh, actually see the shark till like three quarters no, way through the film. Exactly yeah. that. And it's just scary, you know, without seeing. In fact, it's actually just scarier, isn't it? Let's face it. I and mean, when you do see the shark, it's like. There's a there's a there's a there's a really short again I talked about this on on another episode. Is there's a an indie film that's it's only about ninety seconds long, and it takes the it takes the concept of Jaws. And it's the idea of um, you don't need to see the threat in order for it to be a threat. Yeah. And, um, and it's called Cake. And um, all it is, is it's, it's Ewan McGregor, right? A really young Ewan McGregor. And he's walking along a beach with his dog. And he sees um, a, a piece of cake just on the sand. And he, he looks down at it and he's like, looks, looks around. It's on a plate. It's like it's been served. It's like sat there on the on this plate, and he's like, oh, "Fuck!" Looks around, and he picks this cake up, and he looks at it, and it's this really delicious-looking chocolate cake, and uh, he he takes a bite out of it, and then this fish hook just appears in his mouth, and then this fishing line just comes up as he pulls away. Out of the sand comes this fishing line that runs into the sea, and he gets dragged into the water. And that's where it ends. Wow. <laughs> and it's only ninety seconds long, and it's called Cake. And uh, and the whole point of it was in it was in in uh, honor of or in homage to Jaws. Yeah. Wow. Because it's a threat from the sea. It's the fact that you know, and you're absolutely right. Is when you're at the beach or you're treading water, you're super super aware <coughs> of the vast space beneath you. 
Yeah. And it's been that, and that is purely because of obviously there's been loads of different iterations and yeah. of that ilk since then, but it yeah. all stems from that feeling stem stems from Jaws. It does, yeah. Um and it's yeah, it's that um and you're right, like I like whenever I've swam in the sea, there is that niggling doubt. And it's not even like a slight one percent for me. It's like thirty percent. Like, there's a fucking. I'd, I'd say eighty-five. There's a great, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, there's a great white eye. My balls up down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. And it's 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 it, it, it's it's still there as well. You know, if we all yeah. went down to the sea tomorrow, yeah, we'd be thinking of Jaws. Yeah, we would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might yeah, have enjoyed myself. Yeah, we're talking about it for twenty-five minutes, but it's <laughs> and it, even me, like I said, I, I'd not seen it all the way through until last year. I'd seen bits, and I, I think I thought I'd seen it, um, but I'd seen all the key moments, and you'd seen all the bits that would terrify you as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's I, I it's 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 quite long. <laughs> um, and they go. I thought they were literally at sea for about ten minutes at the end, you know, uh, in in my it. mind. Yeah. But they're not. They're, they're out there for ages, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And it's it, and again, not an awful lot happens. And and that's the point where you're actually able to sort of get more into the actual characters of the guys that are on the boat. Yeah. Well, and, specifically, specifically, you know, uh, the the captain of the boat, Quinn. Right? Yeah. So. His speech when he talks about the Indianapolis, yeah, um, phenomenal. A lot of people said that he should have won an Oscar. Yeah, you know, for that, for just for that alone. I mean, it was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, he was Welsh, a guy, uh, the guy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, as well, yeah, he was yeah. a Welsh actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you a guy. Know. There's a guy. There's a guy I used to work with when I was when I was in college. I used to work part time at weekends at Morrison's, and there was a bloke who used to work at Morrison's on the freezers with me, and he used to quote Jaws all the time. But he just throw <laughs> he'd throw in these random bits and pieces. And at the time, I never really. I don't know if I'd seen. I must have seen Jaws. I'd have been about fourteen. I must have seen Jaws. But anyway, he, he was a really odd bloke, and uh, and he, he used to walk up and down the aisles and he'd go Ross, and you turn around and you go what? And he he it's I can't remember the exact quote, but he just look at you and he go, "I'll catch her for ten, <laughs> but I'll kill her for 50. <laughs> whatever whatever the quote is, you know. Um, <laughs> he's always doing random shit like that, quoting films, Jaws specifically. But I, th- I think as well, it, it's it's a sad thing as well that they, they obviously knew what they were onto with Jaws, and, yeah. and even Jaws two isn't bad, is it? No, Jaws two is is passable. You know, yeah. it's still it's still at the spirit, and obviously that was mainly because Roy Scheider was still in it. Yeah, um, Dreyfus wasn't, but no. Roy Scheider was in it, and it sort of made the film. But obviously, Jaws three and four absolute car crashes, both of them. <laughs> but I, you, you don't think a, a shark could track someone <laughs> from what? <laughs> <laughs> from one side of the world to the other. <laughs> well, interestingly, right, um, what they were trying to do there is is the opposite <laughs> of what actually happens. Because um, if a if a shark is and uh, Vicky was telling me this, so yeah. I can tell you it's true because she studied great whites <laughs> and dived with them and all sorts, right? Right. Okay. Uh, in South Africa, so she knows quite a lot about them. But in South Africa, there's a, an area where uh, the sharks hang out with all the seals, obviously eat the seals occasionally yeah. as well. It's called Shark Alley. 
and apparently uh, at one stage a pod of killer whales came in and started eating and attacking the great whites okay uh, and what because killer whales are so intelligent they, they can knock the great white upside down so yeah. the, the great white goes into polarity what's the word yeah, that one. Go on, Ross. Ross, say it properly. Paralysis. That's, That's the it. one. Yeah, I'm not going to go near it now. Um, <laughs> anyway, at that point, the killer whales eat the shark liver. Okay, And at that point, the shark lets out a chemical called what they were called liquid death, which means then the sharks just go... You know, and just do not come back to that area. And not just for like that there and then, but for a long time. And there's areas where killer whales have attacked great whites and now there's no sharks there anymore. Mm. So, so what Jules was trying to do is like, if a great white got blown up, another great white would come for revenge. So it's actually the complete opposite. Sounds logical to me. <laughs> yeah. I could smell I mean, death. I'm I mean, going... I'm I've, yeah. seen the, I've, seen, I've seen the Meg, and that, that looked pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a David Attenborough documentary at first. <laughs> but it, it's interesting that nothing's ever really... I mean, they've even tried themselves, and nothing's ever come close to it. No. You know, and no. so, some of the other films are, are more action-orientated, you know, because with, with Jaws, not an awful lot happens for quite a, a long time, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's the that is, the without doubt, the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, the it's fact that it's all building up, building up, building up, and you find out more about the characters, and you care about the characters, and 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 it, and it's only really the last sort of 10, 15 minutes that like all the bits that you remember happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, we 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 went to we went to um, it would have been Cornwall or somewhere around there, and and there was loads of people on the beach, and I. I refused to go in the in the actual sea because of Jaws because I yeah. thought there was going to be a great white there waiting for me. Yeah, this is it. It's what it does to you. No, no, <laughs> I, <laughs> and it did, and it was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what a great soundtrack by John Williams as well. Yeah. And it's not yeah. just the the classic, the, 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 but the whole yeah soundtrack of Jaws. If you really listen to it, it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I think it's he with without a doubt. He, he well, obviously with with Star Wars, he's he's there. He's there. Yeah, yeah. with all of his soundtracks. It's just a um, genius, isn't he? Absolute he, genius. He can't do anything wrong. Did he? Did um, he do? Um, did he do? He did. In, he did Indiana Jones, didn't yeah, he? Indiana yeah. Jones, yeah. Did he do Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yep. E. And he did ET, didn't he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. If it's Steven, if it's Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, you you guarantee John Williams. John Williams, it, it comes yeah. as a package uh, with them. <laughs> John Williams, John Williams was the guy who invented uh, what's called light motif, and what light motif is uh, it, it, it in its earliest form, it was done by you know the famous composer called Wagner. Was that yeah. Simon at the Wall? Peter and the Wolf. Pete, no, that was Prokofiev. Oh, well, he used it as well, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So, so, uh, so the uh, Star Wars is the perfect example where technically you could listen to just the soundtrack of Star Wars and know what's happening in the plot. Yeah. Because every character has their own theme tune. 
Yeah. And whenever these characters are communicating with each other, these theme tunes are interspersed. So there's a blend of both. So when Luke is fighting Darth Vader, you've got Luke's theme tune and Darth's theme tune. And whichever one is more prevalent is depending on who's in, who's winning the, 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 the fight. Yeah. Very clever, and uh, it's called Light Motif. And John Williams is the uh, most modern um, composer to use that since uh, since the 1920s when Wagner was was big. Uh, and Jeff 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 Wayne in War of the Worlds used it. Kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He yeah. Did. yeah. 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 Just just not 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 to the extent that John no. Williams did. No. No. Very and that's dun, 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 that is like, like you said it perfectly before, Ian. That um, the soundtrack is the villain. Yeah, that's a prime yeah. example of light motive. How, how many t- how many times are you a kid in a swimming pool and somebody started doing that? Uh, yeah, next yeah. to you, and just like <laughs> even if you sort of like if you're wearing goggles and you do that under the water, <laughs> that's Jawsy. <laughs> yeah. Spielberg must have been with his family. Like, hang on, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Is that yeah? That, that really works. I think it was on, I think it was on a day trip to Wilkley Lido. <laughs> <laughs> but even so, somebody in a swimming pool put a hand in the water and put it up above the water, and that oh, was it. Uh, that's that's yeah. all. We, that's all we did when we were learning to swim. Yeah, that's all we did. You, you're there at the shallow end, like oh, it's jaws yeah. going after you. <laughs> I I, uh, I take me back. I take I take me trunks off and do backstroke and give a similar effect. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. yes. Thank you, thank you, Ian. That's all right, chaps. It's uh, it's it's been a pleasure. That, um, that was uh, that was an incredibly. I'm going to use a Ross term. A solid top five. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, it was, was solid. Uh, Shall we, do you want to start the outro now so we don't have the same problem where we talk about all of it and try and do an outro and have nothing to go out with? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll do. So thanks for joining us. Uh, and thank you, Ian, for joining us. Um, it was a, a, a solid and amazing top five. Uh, I would quite happily watch any of them anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, well, I... Join us on Twitter at, at SNR underscore podcast. Um, you can also get early access to episodes and exclusive episodes on Patreon um, with patreon.com forward slash Simon and Ross podcast. Uh, like us on Instagram and all your podcast feeds to be notified when a new episode drops. So, yeah, Ian's top five. Very good. Yeah, it was, a, it was good, that. And all, all five are belters, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that we haven't come across. I don't think any of them have been. Yeah, we haven't heard, had any of those in the top five yet. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, except Empire, yeah, except Empire. the only one. But that was nobody else has said that other than you. No. Uh, oh yeah. Oh no, Gra- Graham said it. Graham said Did it. Did he? Well. Did Graham do yeah. it? Right. Okay. Yeah. But no, um, it's the first entry for Jaws. I, I, I have no doubt. Shawshank Redemption is one that I'm surprised hasn't cropped up mm. more often. Yeah. Because everyone's aware of it and everyone loves it. So yeah. I, I am surprised it's not in other people's top fives. Yeah, Shaw, Shawshank is up there for everyone, definitely. Anyone who's seen it considers it one of the favourites. But yeah, it hasn't come up yet. 
I want to go and watch it now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. First though, it's Friday night. I'm going to have a few beers, I think. <laughs> yeah, a few beers, Shawshank Redemption, and then Jaws. Can't be bad. And then I'll go for a swim. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're slightly pissed, then you might forget about the shark that's about yeah, to attack you. So, I'd be a little bit more paranoid about the shark if I was pissed and swimming. I'd be a little bit more on edge about it. Nah. No, because you'll, you'll convince yourself that there isn't one. And that that's exactly the point it'll strike. <laughs> exactly. Isn't it? Isn't it? You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. They know what they're doing, these sharks, you know? So I'll tell you just, just a quick note of film off the back of Jaws that everybody hates, but I've got a real guilty pleasure for this film, is Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I'll tell you what, out of all the shark films that have come since, that's probably the one that's uh, the best. Yeah, it's, it's a bit not. because it shouldn't be good. It shouldn't be enjoyable, but it's just something about it. it just yeah, it's, it's, it is okay. And the fact that Samuel Jackson dies within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yes, I have seen it. Yes, I have seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's a bit, I remember, I think it maybe had something to do with it with the age I was when I first watched it, but um, it that got me, that that had a bit of an effect on me, was Deep Blue Sea, it sort of freaked me out a bit. Like, yeah, when, yeah. when you get that guy, when the guy's in the helicopter on the stretcher and he falls, Oh, yeah. And then, and then, the mask on and then he gets oh. pinned up against the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, that got me a bit, did that? Yeah. I, I, and, I just... and, and of course, LL Cool J plays an absolute blinder as always. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. We, 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 we got married in 2000 and we went to uh, Bali for our honeymoon and we had to stop off in Malaysia for four hours so it wasn't worth getting a hotel wasn't worth going anywhere else so we paid for like a vip room in the airport and it was 15 quid and it had its own bar so you could just serve yourself and it had a sauna and showers and everything like that and they had a cinema that was showing deep what was it called deep blue sea deep Deep blue sea and they they showed that so i watched that after having four cans of free carling so, which is why I can't remember. It was a free bar, there. and you went for Carlin. It's, uh, it, no, it was it was Carl. No, Carlsberg Export. Oh, that's okay then. So it was all right. Yeah. You've really, you've really gone up a few pegs. No, if, if it was Carlin, I'd have rather drank my own piss, which is what you're doing when you're drinking that. Um, so you know. So yeah. So I, yeah, I have seen that. Yes, it is good. It's like and the thing is as well. It's advertised as who else is in it? But Samuel Jackson is big on the billing, isn't it? So you expect him to be in it the whole time. He's not, really. and he's not. Yeah, I think he's off. I think I remember he stands at the side of the the the, the little bay where they do the yeah. experiments on the sharks, and he goes, "We yeah. gotta get off the damn boat!" And then this shark, is, <laughs> this shark, it's quite sort of. He's stood there, and uh, he's like stood here, and the pool's like here, and the shark sort of comes out, bends around, grabs him, and pulls him. <laughs> very, very weird. Yeah, I'm sick good. of these motherfucking sharks on this motherfucking boat. <laughs> Say shark again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Ian. That was great. Right, um, lovely to uh, see you guys and yes. uh, all, the, all the best. I'll look forward to uh, seeing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very all much. Right. Bye, right. bye, everyone. Bye, Thanks, guys. Bye. bye.